left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Wake and Jake in the morning. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Um, probably a lot of you, a lot of you may have the day off. Uh, Juneteenth now a federal holiday. Good, good. Um, we uh, we're getting some of our content out today, but I hope uh, hope you get. Have the day off and appreciate it and, and, and what it's all about. We haven't talked in a while here. The chat is going. Since we last talked, there's been an NBA champion crowned your Golden State Warriors. Might give myself a little pat on the back. The hockey, Lord Stanley's Cup is being played for. Uh, there's one good game, one dud. Uh, well, unless you're an Avalanche fan, you're having fun. Baseball is hot in the streets. My guy Fitzpatrick won his first major the other day. Golf is in this drama-filled world right now that if, if you're about that life, you're enjoying it. Let's start off by talking some of the baseball. BBD and I are hockey players now. Uh, floorball, the sport of the future. Those of you that are on a tangled web you, you have a pretty good idea what's going on. Might be some good Warehouse Games content coming soon. Um, teaser. Add. Add. I want to talk baseball with you guys. I want to get caught up. Before we do, probably uh, do a chunk on Golden State and the Celtics and where everyone's at there. Obviously not going to dive in the, the hockey too deep. 7-0, it's not great. This wasn't the Lightning's game plan. I don't know what to do with the Lightning. I thought they were dominant. Last week and Jake, we had a hockey pod. We had um, Hockey Collective, those guys on. Might have saw them later that weekend. They might have teed that up. Um, Tom Ace, thanks to everyone live in the chat that is with us right now. Let's... Uh, Let's do baseball. We'll circle, circle back on everything. East to west is what I decided. Mm. Sorry about it. On the East Coast, uh, the New York Yankees just reeled off another win streak that came to a crashing halt yesterday on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to everyone, by the way. To the fathers that listen or people that uh, talk to their fathers yesterday. I don't know. Yankees, they have a 742 winning percentage. That is more than 100 points higher than Houston Astros, who have the second best record in the AL. Uh, they blew an 8-3 lead yesterday, so Blue Jays fans and the Blue Jays were excited about that. Good. Uh, they needed a win against the Yankees pretty badly. Uh, and the Yankees had just reeled off nine in a row again, right? One, two, three. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, 
and that tied into the Twin Series, Cubs, and then they swept the Rays, they swept the Jays, who, uh, you know, there there was a thing going around for a while, like when were the Yankees going to play anyone, and if you operate on Yankee part of the internet, you now know Yankee fans have turned that on their heads, because uh, these Yankees are just freakishly good. I did a did a a radio hit with the fantastic Jessica Kleinschmidt the other day, and it was Oakland A's stuff, but it was mostly just like the Yankees are really good, huh? And yeah, it, it's every every facet of the game: the pitching, the offense, and the defense. We did a talking Yanks. Later last night, as we were recovering from our hockey and uh, some Father's Day stuff, go listen to that. And yeah, I, I mean, in in Yankee Land, the next the next coming conversations, as it's June twentieth today, is the trade that de- they push the trade line deadline back like a week or something this year, right? And there'll be a trade deadline. I think a couple days, like, like the August third or, or something. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Trade deadline on July thirtieth. Is that official? August second. August second feels right in my head. MLB is keeping track of the latest free agent and trade rumors. Right here is approaching the twenty twenty two trade deadline on August second at six p.m. So okay, quick math. July twentieth is a month. Another week. Another week. Six weeks out. Seven weeks out? More or less. Seven weeks out from the trade deadline. Uh, With a little all-star break in between. uh, For the Yankees, it's just what are they going to do? They have kind of an outfield position that is up for discussion. They have closer to six weeks. I've got six weeks, one day. I think it's the Tuesday. So six weeks, which, hey, in summertime, that shit happens fast. Pardon my French. Uh, for the Yankees, it's just will they do something in the outfield? Because uh, right now, Joey Gallo and Hicks, they're getting some performances out of them lately. Uh, but It's at the, the best it's been at any point this season. That's not saying a whole lot. Right, but we, we just came out of a month where... <laughs> where, uh, you know, they both played some of their worst baseball. Gallo is... Is fascinating to me. Um, I think there might be a way to butter knife his stats that he's been playing a better brand of baseball. Let's see. Joey Gallo over the last 10 starts, 11 games, he has a one dot OPS. Four homers in that time frame. Um, Aaron Hicks has been playing a better brand of baseball this month. And, and then the other position is shortstop, uh, Isaiah Kiner-Fleffa. Uh, He's grades out solidly defensively. There's some of the routine stuff that really hasn't been there. Uh, his speed has been solid. He does put the bat on the ball. The OPS is low. The Yankees have prospects that are elite-level shortstop prospects. I think, like every team, they're going to add some form of pitching, and that ties back into, like, a Joey Gallo or, or whatever they're trying to do there because... Um, the Yankees' bullpen is a little thin right now, and we'll see if that gets tested. They're in a 20 games in 20 days span. Um, fun one tonight, by the way. Colin McClanahan. Buckle up for that, bad boy. Uh, in the East, 
Toronto, it, it was a pretty big win for them. A comeback win against the big bad Yanks to not get swept. Um, they got punched a little bit. They lost Ryu. Um, and I wonder, uh, you know, I just, as I looked at the trade deadline, as I just Googled that, it said teams looking for pitching. Right now they are Barrios, Gossman, Stripling, Manoa, Kikuchi. Um, could add another arm there. Again, not not the worst thing in the world. Their bullpen. I hate Adam Simber. Sorry. Just hate Adam Simber. Interested to see how aggressive the Jays are. I remember before the season, I mean, trading for Matt Chapman, getting Gossman. The Yankees are a behemoth right now. I don't know if, if a team will get Get a real chance to come back in the East this year. It is baseball, but these Yankees are really, really good. The way they pitch, uh, the way they're hitting. Meanwhile, in the rest of the East, the Tampa Bay Rays are a half game ahead of the Boston Red Sox. Uh, think about that. Boston Red Sox, after their slow start, 36-31. and 31. The Rays are 36-30. and 30. I mean, man, Boston has made themselves a part of the season. Good on them. Our guy, uh, if you didn't, if you're not a Yankees fan, at the end of Talking Yanks, uh, Jared Carabas FaceTimed me. First time that's happened. Uh, and he was being silly, but I, I think he wanted to mention that Nick Pavetta had been pitched. It's Pavetta, right, who's been really good lately? Yeah, since I've whatever the exact... Date was roughly right. a month now. He's been, he has the fourth best ERA. Alcantara has the best. The Red Sox have some funny stats, man. Um, they're beating up on left-handed starting pitching. That's interesting. Maybe something to circle uh, for future Yankees Red Sox series. They dominated the AL West. They went nineteen and seven. Or that's all West Coast teams, which is funny because I tweeted out the link that way and I don't normally. They're 7-14 and 14 against the East. Um, now, hey, maybe it ties into their early season struggles. Maybe it ties into the competition a little bit. Uh, interested to see with those Red Sox. They scare me more than the Rays. I've kind of been on that since the start of the season. Maybe not since the start of the season. That might have just been a partial lie from me. Um I didn't know the best version of the Red Sox this year I thought would be the best, ver a better version than the Rays this year. I didn't know if we'd get the best version of the Red Sox. I still don't know if we will. But, uh, and yeah, Tom Ace mentioned in, in the chat, you got to believe in something. The Red Sox have been really good since Alex Cora shaved his face. So that's pretty huge. Uh, and as Jacob Goodwin mentions in the chat, Red Sox have won five straight series, and that's one of the things I always come back to in talking baseball, whether you're a 500 team or a struggling team. Just keep winning series, and the rest of the stuff kind of figures itself out. You know, take it, take it three games, four games at a time, and they've really gotten their season back on track. The AL East is tough, man. The Baltimore Orioles are 30-38. and 38. That is better than the Detroit Tigers. That is better than... That's better than the Mariners. Whoa. Yikes. 
Seattle. What has gone on there? That's atrocious. You can't do that. The Mariners? What happened? That's awful. Um, damn. The Orioles just took two out of three from the Rays. The Rays have lost one, two, three, four, five, five of their last six. They've lost their last three series. The Rays are missing some good guys, but I, I don't know. Their lineup's thinner than I feel like it's been in recent Rays history. And that when you're missing Wander Franco and Brandon Lau, that kind of makes sense. So we will see. They face the Yankees tonight. Let's go to the Central. I guess I'm doing AL. I'm an AL guy. Uh, in the Central Division, the Twins are 38 and 30. Okay. Good for you, Minnesota Twins. They've been in first place for a while. There is a team one game back from them. It's probably not the team you would have thought if I was saying the next team in the AL Central. The Cleveland Guardians. Uh, I've had very much a love-hate with the Cleveland Guardians. I've talked about how I kind of hate their front office and how they operate as a team. That being said, I had some Guardian fans reach out because I like a lot of their players. I love Jose Ramirez. They got a lot of young guys. I'm about that life. Uh, and that was kind of the best response I got from one of their from one of their fans was the Cleveland Guardians, I believe they have the youngest roster in baseball. Terry, Tito Francona, one of baseball's most beloved guys, is running the ship, which we like that. Uh, and they're getting some special performances. Emmanuel Class A, he's one of my favorite guys uh, in the league. He throws a, a cutter over 100 miles per hour. Eli Morgan uh, is kind of transition to the bullpen for them. He has been lights out for them. It's young guys everywhere. Our friend Tristan McKenzie. 11 starts to the tune of a 2.96 ERA. Uh, if you forget, he came over to our spring training house. He hung out and was awesome as a person could be. Uh, watch him and Joe's McFly play the show together. It was awesome. The Guardians are a real part of this season. They're kind of a maybe an underrated franchise in the sport so far. They've put together a winning roster in recent years. They went... I sneezed. I'm sorry. I take it back. Um, you know, we've talked about their pitching in recent years and what that's been about. They've got some young hitting talent that's doing it. Um, you know, Stephen Kwan was the story early on. He's tapered off a little bit. Andres Jimenez has been good all year. He was in that Lindor trade. Josh Naylor has broken out so far this year. They keep calling up more guys. Oscar Gonzalez... Richie Palacios, who is the man, and you might be seeing on some JM content soon. Uh, he's hitting 290 for them. The OPS isn't there, but he's, uh, he's slapping it around. So it might be time to start drinking a little bit of Guardians Kool-Aid. Not sure the relationship I currently have with Guardians fans, but yeah, they, they, win, they win a series against the Dodgers. They sure did. They sure did. So watch out for your guardians. Uh, meanwhile, the Minnesota Twins, uh, they drop a series to the Snakes, I believe. Uh, whoops. 
Sorry about that. Uh, interesting to see what goes on with them. They they had a little cushion for a while. Will the White Sox ever turn it on? I thought they would, and they still prefer to not. They're thirty-one and thirty-three. Um, it's just in the words. I know it gets kind of over overused, but Joe Girardi, it's not what you want. Um. It definitely wasn't as the White Sox, they lost two out of three to the Astros, which I, I don't know what you do there. The Astros are dominating. If if the Yankees weren't as good as they have been, the Astros would be much more of a storyline. And a lot of the statistics that the Yankees are dominating are in first place. The Astros are right behind them. Guy Joe's McFly brought that up this weekend. Um, the White Sox, man, the juju just feels so off. Like the one game they won, uh, it was Cueto, seven shutout. Which, again, he, like, wasn't a part of this White Sox energy to start the season. I still think it gets going, but I don't know what you do about it. Uh, who else do we need to mention? Rangers and Tigers split four. It's kind of gross. Not about it. Royals take two out of three from the Athletics. My goodness. My goodness. That's tough. Starting to understand why Klein Schmidt asked me to be on the pregame show. That's tough. That's tough. Uh, Guardians took two out of three from the Dodgers. I mentioned that. Uh, the Red Sox took two out of three from the Cardinals. That's a good series win for them. I mentioned D-backs taking two out of three from the Twins. In the West, the other thing of note, I saw my guy... Fayal mentioned this earlier. The Angels took four out of five from the Mariners. This was the AL West strugglers who is going to walk away with anything. Somewhat, one team had to win three out of five, technically. Would one of the teams try to try to kind of flip the script on their season? And my Halos might have done that. They take four out of five. That's kind of a season-ender for Seattle for me. They have a worse record than the Orioles. What? They signed Cy Young, free agent, Robbie Ray. Who, by the way, I think he's been pretty solid for them. That's a disaster. Uh, That is an absolute disaster in Seattle right now. The Texas Rangers are up three games on them. Angels are up three and a half games on them. I I mean, Seattle, reach out. Are people... I mean, do people want service fired? We. It's felt like talking baseball, which we're going live after this, has felt disconnected from the Mariners all year. And, man, that is El Brutal. El Bruto. Hey, let's talk some National League Baseball. And the National League is brought to you by Athletic Greens. AG1, you guys are familiar with it at this point. Whether from us or from anywhere else, this these guys are so popular now. Uh, and the reason is they use the best of the best products. Sounds smart, right? I don't think every company's about that. Not every company's about that lifestyle. Uh, using latest science and constant product iterations and third te- 
third-party testing. That's how they've gotten there. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, f- probiotics, special blend of ingredients for your gut health, uh, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. We just got a huge shipment here. Our guy Chris Rose may have been around this weekend. You may have seen that. He is a huge AG1 guy. One scoop of water every day. That's all it takes. And Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash jake. Athleticgreens.com slash jake to take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance athleticgreens.com slash jake thank you athletic greens i am athletic greens um let's go to the little brother league nobody says that nobody says that that's not that's not nice um mets have taken 203 from the marlins they stand atop the nl east uh, with still a nice little cushion. Uh, and they're playing a fourth game today. I didn't realize that. One of those weird uh, little wraparound series. Uh, Mets won the first two. Marlins won Alcantara Day uh, yesterday versus Bassett. Uh, the storyline in the East is still the, uh, you know, the Braves. They had their big kick. The Phillies, they're also four games above five hundred. You know, they were they were middling for a while. They got their hot streak. It's will these Mets be able to keep both of those teams kind of, you know, five-and-a-half game buffer is a really nice buffer. That's a, uh, you can you can have a turd of a weekend and you're still fine. Oh, man, these Mets. They're still waiting for their big dogs to get back. Scherzer. Have we had any DeGrom updates? Um, I don't know about DeGrom. Scherzer, I believe, this morning or, or last night, they said he's going on a rehab assignment. I believe James McCann's going to catch him. So. Right, right, right. A little dual rehab. He's on his way back. So Mets are still sitting pretty. They're 20 games over 500, man. What? What a series for the amazing, or what a start to the season for the amazing Mets. The Atlanta Braves... They actually lose two out of three to the Chicago Cubs, who had been uh, dead in the water. Uh, That being said, uh, if you're a Braves fan, I think you take some solace from the fact that those two losses are your team's only two losses in June. They're 15-2 and in June this year. Uh, Might have to hit up Moylan again and see what the hell happened there. I mean, they they lost a 1-0 game. So that that just must feel kind of weird and fluky. The Cubs are gonna their bullpen is gonna get raided. I mean the game the game they won one nothing. It went Keegan Thompson, six shutout. Good for you, kid. Happy for you. Michael Givens, Chris Martin, David Robertson. Like I think those three guys are bullpen guys you're probably familiar with that could end up in your team's bullpen pretty easily. Um man, they're Charlie Morton with seven shutout, the only run. They got one off Minter. That's tough. That's tough. Sack fly. Wow. Um, 
Atlanta's going to keep coming. And excited for it. I really I love their team. That's not really a take. Stop, stop talking about it. What are BBD's fighting fills about these days, huh? Girardi, we still like him. I referenced him earlier. He's not on the team. People oh, might man. forget that. Um, Phillies took four out of five from the Nationals. They had a they had a five gamer themselves, mm-hmm. and the Nationals took the last one. So did the Phillies reel off like fourteen? Let me see. No, they had two losses. So they had a nine-game win streak, loss, win, loss, Marlins. Five more in a row. And one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. 14, 15. So the Phillies, they're June. How about the Phillies and the Braves? The June teams, they're 15-3 and in June. So the Braves are 15-2, and the Phillies are 15-3. and Good for both of those teams. I was about ready to write the Phillies off for this season. Who knows? I saw people kind of coming at us about <laughs> about the Phillies because we didn't care about them firing Girardi at all. Maybe it sparked something. Who knows? I don't, um, and I don't think a lot of us, a lot of us think it did. But hey, that's sports, right? Kinda. Go Phils. I don't know. Yeah. Bryce Harper's hitting like an MVP again. He's really good. Kyle Schwarber had a big week. His numbers in the year starting to look about where you'd expect. Yeah, he might he might even have more than that if he if he keeps going. Yeah. Reeser's been been solid this year. Castellanos really hasn't gone. It'll be interesting to see if that kicks in. Real Mudo's been below average. Hitting-wise, 31 now. I don't know. You get nervous with catchers sometimes. Looks like the the defense is at least still holding up, which at that position is important. It's good. Yan- Yankees' number one team catching defense. We alluded to it last night. We looked at a bunch of hmm. position rankings. Yankees have a couple positions they're pretty damn good at defensively. Number one third base, essentially number one second base. Number one catcher by a lot. Top 10 in left field somehow. That's not bad. That's not bad, people. Um, okay. stop. They're not high. Mm-hmm. Phillies and Braves, man. Phillies and Braves. The story in the NL Central, I keep saying it. I will continue to say it. I think we're lined up for a fantastic summer, and the Brewers may have found the right medicine they needed in the Cincinnati Reds, they had been struggling for a little while, and they sweep the Reds in three games. Uh, how about a Brew Crew? Renfro has a big series. Uh, Willie Adamas with a couple homers. Brewers needed that in a bad way. They were on the struggle bus, man. Uh, and now they are tied, thirty-eight and thirty, thirty-eight and thirty, atop. The NL Central, those teams, it's going to be a dogfight all summer long. I'm so excited for it. None of the other teams in the division can even approach them. Sorry, Cubs fans. Pirates are ahead of you by a game and a half. So I got nothing for you. 
So excited to see that play out. Who makes the deadline move? At the same time, I'll be rude to the Central. What does it matter? The The Blue Jays are two games, or a game better than those two teams. The Minnesota Twins have the same record of those two teams. 38 and 30. The Braves are a half game better after being maligned. Is that a word? From for two months? Maligned. Maligned? Am I using it right? Yeah. Kinda. Didn't feel right. It's usually just some sort of uh descriptor in front. Am I thinking often maligned or or much maligned? Am I thinking of benign? Can you use that there? Benign is is just like a like docile, harmless. I think that's might have been what I meant. I don't know. They've been they've been benign, right? Until like maligned would be like they've been getting like shit on. Okay. Um, Benign's are more like hey, it doesn't. They don't matter. Called the cops and they said that not even real people. Kinda doesn't matter. Brewers Cardinals play this week. That is exciting. Uh, fire me up. Uh, but yeah, I I guess. Trev was on the Brewers Kool-Aid to start the season. Understandably so. They're pitching. The Cardinals, he's kind of been in on them. I guess when you look at records from around the league and deciding in your head what does it matter, you know, the Jays have been better than those teams. The Atlanta Braves have technically been better than those teams. So come October, and I know it's been a complaint about central divisions in previous years, interested to see where we stand. Interested to see where we stand on it. Um I think both of those teams are good franchises. And it's who's going to, who will make the move? Or, you know, the Cardinals have so many young guys that is Nolan Gorman going to be a story of playoff time? I don't know. It's the beauty of baseball. Out West, the Dodgers are a half game up on <laughs> the Padres. Uh, the Dodgers, they faced the Guardians and they lost. We know this. Uh, game one was 10. 10 innings, Plesak versus Kershaw. A uh, little bit of a pitcher's duel there. 1-1 one, one, one into the 10th. Uh, Guardians winning on a sack fly. This was in L.A. And the Dodgers have been, like, kind of scuffling a little bit. Heen dog with a start in this series. How about that? Five innings, two runs, one earned run. Uh, and then San Diego, you guys know I love me some Padres. Father's Day weekend, uh, they get swept by the Rockies. So, the two strong teams in the NL West are the two strongest teams. They kind of have duds of weekends at the same time. Feels like they've been on the same schedule a little bit uh, when that has been happening. Padres with the, with the tough news yesterday. Machado out several weeks. Shout out several weeks. That's scary. Musgrove uh, on the COVID IL. This was in Colorado, which that does mean you do take it a little differently uh, than than losing to the Rockies on the road. But yeah, Padres, uh, their starting pitching got rocked this series. It's in Coors. Hopefully you can just shrug it off and say, whoa, Coors Field. How about that place? The Machado thing, man, I, I think that's that's horrifying. He's been... Probably the NL's MVP up until this point of the season. Man. Whew. That's a big storyline. That's a big storyline. 
because uh, especially with the Tatis news, and I think their their offensive statistics. Let me see where the Padres are standing. Um, they're six in runs, so this is fun. The San Diego Padres are sixth in runs. They're twenty fourth in homers and twenty fifth in steals. 14th in batting average. So, hey, I guess when they're doing it, it counts. They've got a homestand, Arizona and Philly. I mean, if you take Machado out of this lineup, Profar, Cronenworth, Luke Voigt had a good, good week. How about that guy? Miss him. He was fun. fun when he's player. right, Luke Voigt is a lot of fun. Dude hits. We will see how much the Padres get tested in the in the uh, in the coming weeks. But big storyline there, big storyline there. Uh, and then behind them, the San Francisco Giants—they deserve more love. Thirty-seven and twenty-eight. Again, what I just said uh, about Milwaukee and St. Louis, who we've talked about as World Series contenders, the Giants have a better winning percentage than them. Um, and they just took two out of three from the Pirates, I believe. They are now having a a pretty nice month of of June, ten and seven. I mean, when you compare that to the other teams, not special, I guess. Um, I feel like I need more Giants takes besides besides Tyro Estrada being king of the world. Um, Tyro hit a game tying homer yesterday, and Jack Sawinski. A walk-off homer, his third of the day. And by the way, your Pirates, who are third in the NL Central, they're calling up O'Neill Cruz. Super prospect. Such a bad Jake term. Um, Rodon gave the Giants eight shutty in the first game. That dude deserves more respect on his name. Let me see his numbers on the year now. I think he's dialed it up. 13 starts at 284. There's a lot of those guys around baseball this year. Feels like it. <laughs> or maybe it's just the Yankees. Whoops. And I oop. <laughs> baseball today coming up in a little bit. James, John Boy O'Brien, Trevor, Specialty Ploof, David, BBD Mendelson, and myself on the call. Uh I'm excited. We uh we had this big hockey tournament. We got sucked into it. Knowing the trade deadline is six weeks away. You know, that's kind of a timeline. You know, baseball can be chopped up a bunch of different ways. You can chop it up 162 one-game series, as our guy Joe's McFly does. You can chop it up into three, four-game sets. You can chop it up into homestands and road trips, months. Knowing we're a little over a month from the trade deadline. I mean, man. You were like a week, two weeks from being able to like fully do deadline prep and, and research and excitement. Be and all like in. This might be happening. Wilson Contreras. Some Mets rumors with him. They also have their pro- – I don't know. I don't know. I I guess I haven't gotten there yet. Trevor Rosenthal is a free agent. Apparently, he's posting stuff on Twitter of him throwing. I'm so excited for all those storylines. 
And we're so we're a lot closer than I thought. A lot closer than I thought. That's some of the baseball. A lot more coming up. Let's talk a little NBA Finals. Uh, I'm not going to collect trophies, but I will pretend to collect trophies. The Golden State Warriors end up winning the series in six. Good fortitude to win the series. Four to two. Uh, you know, I, I tried to be as level-headed as possible on this. I believed in the Warriors as a team. Uh, I think they had more scoring options. Not that that's everything in today's NBA. Um, I, I tried to lay it out the best way possible after that game, game five. Where the Warriors win and Steph Curry throws up a dud. And I... You know, I, I think I was in the right mindset. If Boston could come back home to Boston, win a game, and Steph Curry has another bad game, like there's your storyline. Going back to Golden State, game seven, Curry after throwing up two duds, talk about some pressure. It's not how it goes down. Uh, and, you know, when you get to replay the series, when hindsight is twenty twenty for you, and, you know, after that, <laughs> when Draymond is in... In the Boston bench talking shit. Uh, I think that was game five. Curry puts up 34 in game six. 12 of 21. 6 of 11. Three-point shooting. Seven assists. Seven rebounds. He gets his MVP. uh, Finals MVP trophy that he, he probably already deserved. But... Just didn't happen. Draymond with a 12-12-8. Two steals, two blocks. You're, guess what? You're right. If you don't like Draymond, he would not be good on a lot of other teams. Or great. He's great on this team. 42 minutes. Uh, you're going to get a couple duds offensively. He hits two threes in this game. Just kind of twisting the knife. Just a little bit. Otto Porter... Two of three from three. Andrew Wiggins, four of nine from three. Like, Jordan Poole, three of eight. This, that was kind of the thing. The Golden State Warriors almost didn't have, like, a, a great three-point shooting night. They, they somewhat get it in this one. They didn't shoot well from two. They also shot 41.3% from two. On the Boston side, Tatum, six of 18 for 13 points. Jalen Brown had a big game, 34 5 of 11 from 3, 12 of 23. I mean, Big Al Horford kind of showed out again. 19 and 14, 6 of 8 shooting. Uh, Seeing what Big Al did in this series, that was pretty cool. Uh, They ran Robert Williams out there for a lot of this game. Marcus Smart, popular conversation in Boston these days. Uh, 4 for 12, 9 points, 9 assists, 6 rebounds. Uh... It's always funny seeing the the aftermath of this. Uh, Golden State is going to be losing a lot of their veteran kind of contributors this year. Even, you know, Gary Payton, too, came back and was given 20 minutes. Kevon Looney, 22 minutes, <laughs> zero points, seven boards, baby. Grab him, Kevon. Um, they're going to be so fun to see the development next year of uh, Kaminga and Moody. Can pool take even another step? Man, they might be set up for another special period. If one of those guys can take a leap, if a Kaminga, um, Moody, Wiseman, 
How much have we not talked about him? He's supposed to be like a special dude. Uh, if one of those threes takes a real leap, or even if two of them take mid-leaps, Golden State is just going to be around it. And uh, Steph Curry's so special. I I love any debate with him. I I was laughing the other day. Our office had a, a big debate about uh, Paul Pierce in the NBA pantheon. Someone in our office, whose name won't be named, was adamant. Paul Pierce is a top 25 NBA player ever. I'd have to really put all the names on paper, but I do not believe so. Um, heated discussions. Uh, Steph Curry, man, wherever you kind of want to put him, I'm interested. I'll, I'll hear you out on anything. Because he now has four titles. I mean, people are going to look back at this one. Clay was broken for most games as he was coming off his, his Achilles stuff. Uh, you get the Andrew Wiggins game, and he looks solid in this series, and I've, I've made my comparisons uh, about him um, and the bad boy Pistons uh, tapping in. I was blanking to the, the guy's name. Detroit Pistons, bad boys. <laughs> That's such a bad Google search. <laughs> such a bad Google search. Oh, I just forgot about Rick Mahorn. Um, anyways, Susan. Like, I think people are going to look back at this Steph one and say, not only does he get the MVP, but Draymond, people were looking at him as a joke after some of these games. You know, Wiggins, yeah, the breakout performance, but it's still kind of Andrew Wiggins. Uh, Clay Thompson was not himself. I think this might be Steph's most impressive one. Um, I mean, the Celtics on the other side will probably end up not being looked upon as maybe uh, some of the other teams played in the NBA Finals. Tatum, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where uh, where people are at with him. He he ends up fading away this series. Maybe this is a big moment for him. I, I had been tough on him previous to the series. I understood it a little more after after watching some of it. Maybe this is his MJ get in the gym series, come back differently, because he really struggled to score in the paint. Um, he shot well from three in the series, but in the paint, he was bad. And I, uh, I will admit this, I don't listen to a lot of Bill Simmons anymore. Uh, I did go listen after the game five to see where to see where his mental headspace was at because I mean I think Boston thought they were going to get a title. I think Boston thought they were going to get a title after, uh, especially after up to one, up to one. You know, and got I think one, got one in Golden State. I think the stats like said uh, if you win that game three and go up. Two games to one, you win like 82% of the series. And I think I said that stat, and I think I told you I was going Warriors in six. After starting off this series, Warriors in five, I'm going to take half credit for Warriors in five uh, because that game one fourth quarter is still kind of BS. It's obviously not it, BS. It still happened. but like Celtics went nuts. I think Golden State rolled for three quarters. And they thought that's what was going to happen this series, and they got punched in the mouth in that fourth quarter. 
And kudos to Boston, who'd been a, a streaky team. You know, some of the numbers in that game were ridiculous. They made seven straight shots or whatever it was. I think it was even crazier than that. NBA is always fun because you never know how the offseason shuffle is really going to go down. You know, I saw, you know, sometimes ESPN, I, I just don't know. Uh, they said all this Boston team was missing was a backup point guard, and one of the people said the answer is Rajon Rondo, which I don't know. I don't think that's the difference for them. Uh, but they've got a young head coach that they seem to like. They have Brown and Tatum. Those guys seem to have... Jalen Brown, you could tell from his game, he puts in that work. Uh, Tatum, I mean the same. All these guys put in the work. But it's trying to go to another level. And like I talked about with John Morant, is this is this going to be the one that makes them go, okay, I need to even find another gear. I need to get more powerful. Because um, I think that's going to be the conversation around Tatum and... You know, he had a lot of missed layups and shots close to the basket that uh, it seemed like the physicality got to them, and that that's what was blowing some of the Boston guys' mind that Golden State was playing without a rim protector. Like, they're, you know, Draymond is still talented defensively, but there's not a guy that was on the court for them that was blocking, blocking shots. Um I mean, I should say a more traditional. Robert Williams, five blocks in this game. Although he's probably, if you did best rim protectors in the league, he's he has entered the conversation fully. Golden State is a dynasty. I love it. I love Steph Curry. I love Kerr. <laughs> I love what Draymond's about. I I understand all your conversations about about him, but if you don't think he's absolutely perfect for Steph and Clay, and remember, what was it? Was it game two or was it game, f- I think it was game two when Draymond basically got into a fight with every Celtic player. Like, that's exactly what these guys need. That's what Curry and Clay need. Like, these guys need to shoot and operate and not, the further they get away from your head and the further Draymond is in there, like, that's when you lose the war. And that's what happened. Um, Feo, you mentioned, obviously, the experience uh, of these Warriors is is huge. Um, and I need, to, I need to find the guy's name again because I'm blanking on Detroit Pistons 90 roster. Such a bad, such hmm. a bad... Sh- Search, because uh, I already did this on Wake and Jake. I always just blank on this guy's name. So they win in ninety. And they've got Vinny John, Mark Aguirre, Mark Aguirre. Again, I tell me people that are still consuming a ton of sports stuff. Mark Aguirre and Andrew Wiggins. How how there's not more comparisons? Joining a well respected, somewhat dynasty team in the Bad Boys. He was the one one overall pick. Same with Wiggins. He was on some Dallas teams, putting up big numbers. He came over to Detroit. The role got reduced a little bit, but he's still a guy with that talent. Like, 1-1 talent does not grow on trees. And I think 
even that one game, the Wiggins game, while Curry throws up a dud, if you're Boston, that's got to haunt you. You know, for Golden State, I think it was was game one going to haunt them. That fourth quarter, and then it turns out not. So that's, you can view series in a ton of different scopes. And I told you throughout this series in the best non-confident way, if you think you know what's going to happen, you didn't. You didn't know if Tatum was going to pull something special out of his butt. If I told you in game six in Boston that you were going to get 34 out of Brown and Horford was going to do what he was going to do, I, I bet you would have taken Boston. Because if you got like a, a 22 night out of Tatum, that all, I think that brings you home. They did not. Uh, this Warriors team and franchise is special, kind of top to bottom. Um, and I think it's funny, you know, we, we had a lot of conversations over the last couple of days cause we were hanging around sports people. And I, I think it's funny that they, they are, they are pretty beloved. I think they got to the point of hate when KD was there, but then it kind of reset between the, the injury years for clay and kind of retooling this team, the clock reset and everyone kind of had that sports fan. Let's see. Let's see if they can do it again. And and they got to be fairly singularly focused on KD. So good good for the other guys, the way the, the dice rolls there. And then, yeah, man, I mean, that's basketball especially gets so wrapped in the all-time talk. Like, in, in baseball, you can say, like, Mike Trout might be the best player ever. And it kind of doesn't get into, like, bar argument conversation. Because we don't know how the rest of the story unfolds. Like, Trout's been really good. It's been cool to watch. Bonds is crazy good. There's stories there. Ruth was great. Like, one guy can't carry a team. You almost can't compare. It's not apples to apples. It's very much apples and oranges. Like, comparing Mike Trout and Babe Ruth, good luck. Babe Ruth was a guy that, like, prided himself on... It was a larger-than-life human that, like, drank, ate horrible, like... Yeah. Played at a time when groups of people weren't allowed to play. Yeah, I mean, there's... Some of that, too. a lot of different ways you could go with any baseball conversation that it's really tough to compare to. It's it's really hard. Style just changes. Basketball, I mean... Yes, things have changed rapidly in recent years between three-point shooting and comparing some statistics and things like that, sure. But the way it ends up looking when LeBron played or MJ played or even even if we're keeping it in tighter generations, like LeBron and Kevin Durant, physical specimens in different ways with better strengths and weak, weaknesses. LeBron, I think, clearly gets a nod, but Kevin Durant probably has an argument as like the best scorer ever. Seven footer that handles like a point guard and shoots <laughs> in the Curry arena. <laughs> like, uh, that being said, we always come back to basically like Steph Curry. If Steph Curry was in LeBron's body and did all the same things, like, is would we say he's the best player ever? I don't, I don't think so. But would he be in more like all time starting fives? Mm-hmm. Probably. Would he be a more consensus top 10? I, I think a lot Probably. of people, I, I think a lot of people that are smarter in basketball than I am said his defense, which if 
go back to some of those Cleveland, uh, some of those Cleveland series where like he was the target. Like literally, their whole offensive goal was to get a one-on-one versus Steph Curry. I think that was very different. Um, I, I think his defense was strong, and he's he's a guy who's he looks undersized. Steph Curry compared to what Steph Curry used to look like, like he's <laughs> he's he's yoked up, and he's he's supposedly part of the reason he's. Remember, he used to be injury prone. He's not anymore, uh, and apparently his workouts are legendary. He's got, like, the strongest core. Like, people genuinely say he's got one of the strongest cores of any NBA player to ever do it. I don't know what you do with it. If I was making an NBA all-time team, I think I might want Steph Curry on it. Have you seen anyone? Have you been more confident in anyone shooting the basketball ever? No. And by the way, the passing's electric. The handles are electric. The defense, I can understand you're being mid, but maybe I can get a little defensive help on my all-time starting five team. I mean, Everyone I, else is doing their job. Step, the, the effort on defense has never been a it's question. It's never been that. And, like, the steals have been there. Um, I mean, you see, it, you see it on the offensive end to be 34 years old and, and be able to play a game that's predicated so much on running around people. And I mean, I'm, I, I would probably be an outlier. I've, well, I guess, again, basketball just becomes complicated now with the three-point shot because I've always been a Shaq would be my center on top five teams, and I think people hate that. But I, hmm. um, just how dominant he was, like... Go look at Shaq highlights. It doesn't look right. And some of the guys he's doing it on are like Patrick Ewings. And yeah, um, I know Dikembe offensively uh, won't be on anyone's all-time team, but as a defensive big man, he sure was. And You're making an all-defensive all first team look historically. At, he's Look at how David Robinson is built. Shaq was... So, I don't know. May, maybe I'm the wrong guy to have that, that conversation about. Maybe that'll be a fun... Fun waking Jake one day when we want to get a, a little clicky. But um, good for Golden State, man. I, I think it's good for the NBA. I, I think Jordan Poole, you know, I, I don't know the full story. But if I had to guess, and I said this on here, I would guess Curry, Clay, and Kerr, and Draymond, very much Draymond too, said... If you do this, 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 you will be successful in the NBA. And it looks like he's done that. You know, he made another big, like, half-court shot that was huge. Huge in this series. It, it went from the Boston, Boston being ahead going into the fourth quarter to them being down. Uh, I'm excited to see even more Golden State. I wonder if they start drawing more hate or if people just appreciate older Curry Thompson and seeing what they get from a from the young Kaminga and Poole and maybe Moody, maybe Wiseman. Um I think you should enjoy it too, unless you're a Celtics fan and you're you're probably sad. You're probably sad. Um that's kind of a wrap on the NBA. Uh, NBA draft comes up soon. Thursday. Thursday night is the NBA draft, huh? Mm-hmm. I like that for them. Good time. They've definitely tightened that up in recent years. Well, they did. They've always done the lottery. 
when's July 4th? I feel like NBA draft used to be more around there. Um, that'll be fun. I, I've actually, I've, I've started to get my NBA draft research on a little bit, and it's, the top part of the draft is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <clears throat> and NBADraft.net. Here's a little talking Jake stuff. Yeah. NBADraft.net is my favorite website on the internet. Um, We've been frequenting that website for, for a couple years. It kills me. I mean, some of their player comparisons are hilarious. Like, you'll see the five and the pick, five and six picks in the draft, and the fifth pick will be like, NBA comparison is Clyde Drexler. And you're like, all right, like Clyde Drexler potentially at the five pick. Like he was kind of an all-time guy. And then you'll see like, all right, the six pick player comp. It'll be like James Posey. And you're like, well, I don't know who that is. I mean, James Posey was solid, but this is a six pick in the draft. And then you go to seven and it'll be like a, it'll be like a Kevin Durant light. And you're like, guys. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? I've always wanted to get in touch with them. Maybe I will. That's some clout done? now. Because I have no idea who runs that <clears> site. Well, they've got their projected sixth player, their NBA comp is Otto Porter slash Michael Porter Jr. Got some fun duels, and those are two Porters. Otto Porter's also a Porter Jr., I believe. Um, like, I'm, I need to screenshot that and send that to a group of friends. The fact that they went double porter on the NBA comp. Like, I I think they know that there's, like, a brand of comedy to their website. Like, okay. No, I can't get lost in this website. It's my favorite website on the internet. Go to nbadraft.net. Check it out. Um, Because I think they're... They are good, and I think they accidentally have a brand of comedy that they have no idea about. But I also think they're really good. Check out some 2023 mocks as well. Um, we'll probably talk about this a little bit on the midweek episode. We'll see. Draft Thursday night. I love a draft. I love a draft. I love a draft. Uh, we, GeoGuessr just came out. The people are excited about that, and you should be. Um, what else do I have for you guys? Hockey, I'm sorry. Like, Let's find out if it's a series. Again, we were with some hockey people, and they were excited to watch the game. 7 nothing. Yikes, it was 4 nothing early. Uh, it's heading back to Tampa. We'll see. Again, the, this Tampa team won me over in a way, and I think the consensus was they kind of don't care. Like, 7 nothing doesn't affect their brains at all. Like, they're going to go back to Tampa and try to win at home. I, I know that sounds... Blatantly, blatantly obvious. But, uh, yeah. They, uh, man. I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited to watch tonight. 8 p.m. The hockey. We'll see if it becomes more of a storyline. But, I don't know. Uh, let's start wrapping up, PBD. We have a, uh, talking baseball coming up in a little bit. Need to tighten up for that. A lot of stuff on on John Boy Media Network. Warehouse Games finale or playoffs, not the finale. Wild card game tonight? Yeah, the play-in game. Jozo's versus versus Nikki Cass, I believe, right? That'll be good. I'm in the crowd. 
You're in the crowd? I think I was there for that one. I think you were too. Um, bakers, I've been asking you guys to bake the algorithm. I think we're, uh, you know, summer's tough. I think everyone gets, gets a lot of stuff going on. We did something a little different last, last episode. We want to talk some puck with you guys. Um, we had, it's Nick from the Hockey Collective, right? Yes, we had Nick. Nick, uh, Nick and Shebs, they, they operate that, but we had Nick on and we dove into the, into the Stanley Cup and I, I think some of you enjoyed it. Some of you aren't hockey people. Um, and that's fine. Some comments on last episode, Andrew Hill, another great ep with the yoked Jake Storielli, bicep egg emoji, uh, Blue Jays are getting hot from Matthew. Their entire lineup is 100 OPS plus. Is over 100 OPS plus. That's interesting. Um, oh, that's why there's a few bicep comments uh, because I was, I was in the Yukon. I was in the Yukon Huskies jersey. I forgot about that. That's my bad. That's my bad, everyone. Uh, thank you, guys. Mixed it up a little bit with the episode. Tried something new, so hope hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, it brings us to bro of the night. Bro of the night goes out to a standout performer, someone you should be talking about in the sports world. Uh, I usually do this after uh, after golf tournaments, I, I guess, and it's kind of the beauty of golf and kind of the beauty of the bro bruh. Um, Fitzpatrick and Zalatoris were, uh, were linked up coming down the U.S. Open final. Zalatoris is a young, up-and-rising golfer. Same with Fitzpatrick, man. Golf, golf has a ton of talent. If you're in the golf world, you're loving it right now. The, the live stuff, LIV tour, if you're into drama, if you're looking into getting golf, getting into golf, it's a good time. Uh, I'll, I'll give it up to the young the young British bloke, Matt Fitzpatrick. Kind of tough name. You wish it was a little little less generic. Um, 27 years old. He, uh, he won $3.1 million this weekend playing golf. So, Zalatoris, um, part of the reason he gets a bruh, and it's uh, really rude. He finished second with Scotty Scheffler, who, by the way, what Scotty Scheffler is doing as like a um, as the best player in the world, he he is there every time. Uh, tough, tough, tough for Zalatoris. He's gonna get one. He's twenty five years old. He still walked away with uh, is it one point five? Yeah, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Go watch some golf when you get a chance. BBD, you got a bro, bro, three. <clears throat> yeah, a couple different ways I could have gone. Here and and I think this guy's gonna get talked about a little bit on on talking baseball soon, and he's been talked about before. It's Mike Trout. Mm. Had like the biggest slump of his career. Just so the people know, he's all the way back. His last eleven games: three sixty eight, four forty two, a one dot slug. Mm. Uh, so just just a hair under a one five OPS in that period. His OPS on the season's back up above a one dot by quite a bit. Um, Dude's back, really good. Beat the Mariners because that's what he does. Just really good, really good. BBD, I might have something controversial right now. 
Is our studio a comfortable temperature? Right now it is. And it doesn't feel like stale. I mean, that could be a massive development. Speaking of massive developments, everything on John Boy Media. I mentioned warehouse games, the one-on-one league, playoffs, our must-watch. Must watch. Go check those out. The Yankee stuff. Talking Yanks. Pinstripe strong. Times are still good. John Boy Jake TV. The chat got excited about it. If you're not watching GeoGuessr, you're just straight up missing it. Start guessing. Straight up missing it. Talking Giants. A little funky season for them, but that's going to be going soon. Trade deadline football. Talking baseball coming up. Chris Rose rotation. Alec Manoa. Jay's stud, pretty cool. So much on John Boy Media Network. Make sure you're watching it. I love you guys. We'll see you back here midweek. Let's go. Let's go, Yanks. Oops.